Thank you for joining us for another life-giving message from City Church Now in Progress. Don't be alarmed uh, by the message title. The message title is Make a C in Every Class This Year. You will understand it better. You see, baby, I got no amens. I got no. <laughs> Y'all know me. You know me. But what I'm challenging you to do, and it's not the grade, you'll see the C that I'm talking about, but the title of the message, just as an attention getter, is make a C in every grade. Now, here in every class this year, here's a disclaimer. Don't bring home a C and say, well, Pastor Wendy said make a C. That's not the, I'm not talking about a grade. I'm talking about something else. So don't, don't say if you get a C, well, Pastor Wendy said it. No, moms, you can call me. I will come to your house and re-preach this message and say, I did not say that. But for the sake of getting your attention, make a C in every class this year. Our message text is taken from Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And we're going to put that up on the screen and read it together. So whether you are excited about going to school or not, I want you to trust that all is well. Say that after me. Say, I trust that all is well. Now, if we don't look to the word of God, that's just going to be words. We will, you will just have repeated what I've said, and I've got no power for everything to be well with you. So what I'm saying, I'm going to match up with the word of God. Let's read it together. We're going to start with the word trust. One, two, three, ready, read. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. And so when I say trust that all will be well, you don't want to trust in your ability. You don't want to trust in what I'm saying. You don't want to just trust in your parents. You want to trust God that when you trust in the Lord with all your heart, don't lean to what you, what you understand. And none of us know it all. I'm old, have a, older, have a lot of gray hair, and I'm still learning. But when we put our trust in God, you don't have to be in ministry. What you can say when you go to school is, Lord, help me. When you wake up in the morning, you can start your day. Thank you, Jesus. You can do your confession in the mirror. This is the day that the Lord has made. You're putting your trust and your life in him. And you may not remember the scripture. I hope this is a scripture that you'll learn. And, and parents, you can take it down. You can take a picture of it. We have the notes on you version coming up. But trust in the Lord. In all your ways, acknowledge him. In all your ways, acknowledge him. So when you get the A, Thank you, Jesus. When you make the team, thank you, Jesus. When you don't make the team, Lord, have mercy. You still have a plan for my life. I have a crazy story. So I really wanted to be a cheerleader. And I really wasn't that much of a girly girl. And I don't even know why I wanted to be a cheerleader, but I really wanted to be a cheerleader. So I go to the cheer practice and it is like chaos in the house. The, a pipe broke in the sink and my mom is all wet. I've got these cheer tryouts and I get in front of the tryout panel and I forget everything. And I am literally, I'm, I, this is my college shirt, Alabama State, but I graduated from Willowrun High School in Ypsilanti, Michigan. So they had this, uh, hey, shout out to my Ipsy girl. Hey, Camille, we from Ipsy together. <laughs> and so I really get up there and I'm like, flyers, you could do it. All you got to do is put your mind to it and do it, do it. 
And the whole time I'm thinking, what is going on? But that's all I had. So I go home, and my sister and I, I wish she were here because she could verify. We shared a room, and the entire night, I am like, I hate cheerleading. It is so stupid. Why did I look so stupid? I just hate it. And I cried. She kind of laughs about that, but I cried and cried all night. But that word, I learned this in vacation Bible school, in all my ways acknowledge him. And so even after all the tears, I just said, Jesus, you've got a plan for my life. And I can't even make money being a cheerleader no way. You know, you just got to do something to soothe yourself. (laughs) So I was just reaching for everything just to make it okay because I was like mortified since the panel of judges didn't make the team with all the girls that did make the team. But one thing I held in my heart. So even in not making the cheer squad, I said, God, I know you have a plan for my life. On the flip side, your girl could play a little bit of softball. So they didn't want me on the cheer squad, but I was playing outfield for the softball team. So be it, and I ran track all through the rest of high school and uh, Alabama State and college. So God did have a plan for my life, but it was not to be a cheerleader. And it's amazing how your life will turn out. I didn't get to be a cheerleader. I don't even think I told Nia that story, but Nia cheered all the years in middle school and so I got to live a little bit I'm not that kind of cheer backstage mom but I was very happy and she got to be real cute in those little skirts so shout out to Nia so in all your ways acknowledge him as we're preparing for a brand new school year no matter how old you are what grade you're going to go into whether you're in graduate school or college whether you're in university, whatever, there are going to be two very basic universal situations that you will face no matter what. In school, in this life, no matter your age, two universal situations. You will face chairs and choices. Chairs and choices. Now, for those of you that are very finely detailed people, and are thinking those sarcastic thoughts in your mind. Well, not in every class am I going to be in a chair. I do realize that in choir you have risers, and in PE you will not be in chairs. So for those of you, I acknowledge that. But for the rest of you, you get the picture. It's no matter where you are, you're going to have chairs and choices. Now, these chairs are just an example. They're just a metaphor. These chairs will not be in your classroom, so I'm just using them as an example. But these chairs represent the choices that you're going to be able to make that you will have to make this year. Not choices of which seat am I going to sit in because some teachers will assign your seat. Some of you, especially you older students, you'll get to choose your seat. But there are going to be seats of integrity, seats of choices and intentions that you're going to have to choose. It's not going to be a seat where people see you sit in, but it's still going to be a choice of what seat am I going to sit in. So I want you to use your imagination And these seats actually represent the seat of your mind, will, and emotions. Your mind, how you think about things, your will, what you choose to do, and your emotions guarding your heart. 
So before we go on, here's a side note. People have seen me do this before. Let's see. Abigail, come to me right quick. All right. This is a side note I put in the message. So we are like this egg. If you could just hold it up like this. It's still warm. I boiled it this morning. So, and if you, I've found out a fact because I usually brought, buy brown eggs. I didn't really have a reason. I just like color, so that's why I buy the brown eggs. But for this message, and it's back to school, I found out that the only reason that eggs are brown is because the hens have red feathers. And so, and they're bigger, so brown eggs are more expensive, but they're not more healthy. So if you ever wanted to know the difference between a brown egg and a white egg, is that though... White eggs come from hens that have white feathers and white earlobes. I didn't even know hens had ears. <laughs> Brown eggs come from hens that have red feathers and red earlobes. Who would have thought? I did not Google a picture of a chicken earlobe, a hen earlobe, but here we go. So all of us are, it's like an egg. And so I wanted to explain this to the students, but when I talk about mind, will, and emotion. So the outside of the egg, we have the what? The shell, on the inside, we have two parts. What do we have? Egg whites and the yolk. Come on down, Levi. Come on, quick, quick, quick. Hurry, 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 hurry. With your little cute self. All right, so hold this up. I put it in a plastic bag because I did not want to scrape up boiled egg yolk out of the rug before we left. So this represents who we are. We are like an egg. Our shell is our body. Everybody say, my body. Our mind, will, emotions can be represented in the egg white. That's how we think, how we feel, and what we do. The yolk represents our spirit. That is the part that goes to live with God forever. So we have this body that we live in. We have our will and our emotions, but our spirit will live with Jesus forever. So when I talk about the seats of your mind, will, and emotions, that's what I'm talking about, the part that people really can't see, but it's going on on the inside. So you understand who you are as a spiritual being, that this shell, this is just the house that we live in. This is the house that we live in. When we die, this, our spirit, which we represent here as the yoke, is going to live with Jesus forever. For those who call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. For those who don't know Jesus yet, then their destiny will be something different. But we want, because of the context when we're speaking, we all love Jesus. So you have your outside shell. Keep your outside looking good. Take lots of baths. Girls stay modest. Boys, use deodorant, all that good stuff. <laughs> but we want to really focus on the yoke part. And the yoke is not the yoke, thank you to my trusty helpers. You may have a seat. The yoke is not just the yoke, it is what we choose to do. So the first C I hope you earn in every class this year is the C of commitment. I hope you decide to stay committed to what you believe as a believer. I hope you can see it. If you can, I'll hold it up. The C of commitment. Thank you to Chris Gillum who made the signs for me. The C of commitment. In everything you say and do, we went back to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And what I'm encouraging you to do is stay committed to the fact that you belong to Christ. 
If you stay committed to that, that will dictate how you respond to your friends. It will dictate how you respond to your teachers. It will govern how you respond to your parents. Everyone say commitment. So that's the C that I want you to earn in every class. Commitment means the state or quality of being dedicated to a cause. You can be committed to something good and you can be committed to something bad. We're only talking about the good today, but we do acknowledge that you can be committed. You can be committed to mayhem foolishness. You know what the Bible says? The Bible tells parents to whoop your behinds. You know what the Bible says? It says that foolishness, folly, mayhem, is bound up in the heart of a child, and the rod of correction shall drive it out. But if you are, you see here the amens, they're like, mm-hmm. So if you've ever received a, just a good, hot whooping in your life, that was the love of God being shed abroad for you. <laughs> Children, please know that your parents, when they stand before Jesus, they will have to give an account to how they raised you. So when you feel like, I want to push back, I know everything, I don't want to obey, you're going to give an account for that too. But when your parents are saying, no, you've got to be home by this time. No, you can't go out with that person. No, you're not spending the night at their house. No, no, no. And you're like, I get so tired of it. I can't wait until I'm grown. Enjoy this time. What you don't know about is them bills that you have to pay. And your parents will say, you know, you wanted to be grown, so be all the way grown. So just enjoy. Just take your note happy. Just take your note all the way back to the bedroom. Get you some Doritos and just get you a Mountain Dew and just be mad about your note. But understand that parents have not a mandate to be abusive, but parents have a mandate by God to administer that no. And it says, it is the love of God that constrains us. And so when parents are saying no, they may not be talking about it. They could just have something down on the inside. Another side note, I forgot about this. I used to love New Edition. I mean, I just thought I was going to marry Ralph Tresvant. I met Ralph. Pastor Ray took me to see him. I met Ralph after the concert, and I was walking away saying, I'm so glad I didn't marry him. Not that Ralph would have married me anyway, but you know, when you're 14, 15, remember the Ride On magazine? I would be looking at the Ride On magazine under the covers with a flashlight, cutting out all the pictures. But anyway, New Edition had come to the Fox Theater in Detroit, Michigan. I'm from Ypsilanti, so Detroit is about 45 minutes northeast where I'm from. And I wanted to go. So there was a girl from school sharing it, a whole bunch of girls going. So I asked my mom, Ma, can I go to the New Edition concert? She was like, no. And I was like, well, I could just, you know, ride and I could, you know, do something extra around the house and, and earn some money. She's like, it's a Thursday night. It's all the way in Detroit. You have school tomorrow. And I don't know those people. And I cried again all night long. And I was so sad. And I thought I had really missed something. And I did not understand that. Now that I'm a mother with a 15-year-old that's getting ready to drive that might want to go down to Dallas for a concert. She hadn't asked me yet. Thank you, Jesus. But I got my no on layaway for that thing. <laughs> I don't really say no, but I'm the mama that takes all the kids. I don't even really want to go, but I take all the kids because I've got this one. I'm the mama. I mean, Pape, we just drive them crazy. The neighborhood kid. You, my doorbell rings no less than 20 times a day. 
I don't want all them stinky boys in my house. But guess what? They are in my house. They are living their best life. I give them Doritos and Gatorade. I mean, they get their own bottle of Gatorade with their initials on it and everything. Because guess what? I know that Levi is being well taken care of. I can have my eyes on him, and I know I'm taking care of all the boys. So I don't really like that stinky after riding bike for three hours smell. And then they line up. Nobody ever told them to take their shoes off, and they lead the stinky shoes, I mean, just all around the door. And then they walk in, and one opened up the refrigerator last week. I was like, hey, you don't pay no rent around here. You don't be opening up my refrigerator. If you want to open up my refrigerator, you got to wash your hands first. You got to ask me before you wash your hands. You can have anything in that refrigerator, but don't you open that door with them dirty hands. You understand? He's like, yes, ma'am, can I wash my hands? I said, yeah, you still can't open my refrigerator because I already had to fuss at you. And they come back every day. But I do that. Not because I love it. I do that because I'm just that mama that keeps the eye on them. Commitment. <laughs> Students, be committed. I want you to repeat after me. Say, I am the image of God and goodness in the earth. You are the image of God and goodness in the earth. You are the image. You are a walking miracle. You're not here just because. Thank you, Jesus. I remember Children's Church was in there because I was about to go all the way there. But, yes, we're going to keep it right here. You're not here just because your parents loved each other. You are a representation of God and his goodness in the earth. And that being committed, knowing that, believing that, even if you don't believe it now, just keep saying it over and over because God has already spoken that over you. Believing that that's going to govern how you respond to every situation. Your grades don't make you who you are. If you struggle in school, keep struggling. Some of the greatest minds in this earth struggled in school. That is not who you are. Parents, I beg you. Kids, you can never use what I say on Sunday as an argument at home. But parents, I beg you, don't make it about the grade. Now, if they've got 100A potential, push them to that. But when we start making it solely about the grades, what we do is we lead them into performance-based love. And if they see us and our love for them based off of performance alone, they judge God the same way. And so don't make it about the grade. Make it about their potential. Make it about what is in them. You have a responsibility to push them, but the grades don't make it because I know a whole lot of monkeys that can make straight A's. And be just as irreverent and disrespectful, but they've got the grades, they've got the scholarship. Make it about character building. One of the greatest things I've learned as I'm homeschooling Levi is, uh, and we do uh, co-op, Classical Conversations, and the tagline to Classical Conversations is to know God and make him known. I love that. And that is our tagline as parents to know God and make him known to our children. When we go back to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, when we trust in the Lord with all of our heart, God's going to do what he needs to do in the kids. We are guardrails for them, but I just ask you not to make it about the grades. But then, students, I challenge you, be the 
best that you can be. Don't be normal and lazy and regular and just put it off. Just do what you're supposed to do so then you can, that's got to be built into your character, being committed to your schooling while you have a chance before those bills start coming. All right, let's look at Ecclesiastes 12 and 1. We're talking about being committed. Ecclesiastes 12 and 1 says this, don't let the excitement of youth cause you to forget your creator. Honor him in your youth before you grow old. One of the greatest misconceptions about being a young person is, oh, I have time. Oh, I'll have time. I'll get to it. It's all right right now. But the Bible tells us as we're trusting in God, remember we belong to him. Me belonging to God, that means that when I'm upset about something, I don't just go around cussing people out. Because I belong to God. It's not that I'm such a righteous person, but I know who I belong to. So because I belong to him, I make a choice to stay committed to that 24-7. No matter what. In this country, out of this country. Go to a country and you don't know the language to see how people treat you. Oh, when I was in that Sao Paulo airport, I asked a lady because my Portuguese was coming out in Spanish. And Spanish and Portuguese are completely two different languages. They have some same words, but it means something totally different. And I said, oh, do you speak English? She said, excuse me. And she walked away and went and helped somebody else. Now, my flesh was like, she don't even know me like that. I've been trusting God for this trip. I done been in a whole shooting trying to get this thing, and she just going to excuse me and wave me off with her pretty red lipstick. I don't really like this. You know what I did? I lift my eyebrows up, and I went to the next person. And I went to another person until I found somebody. Now, wisdom says don't act a monkey in a country that you don't know the language to. See, that was just the wisdom of God leading me. But because I'm committed to who God is in me, I have to keep my eyebrows lifted, and I just keep on going. You just keep on going through until you get what you need. Being committed that, God, you are with me and you are for me. I'm talking about a trip, but I'm talking about school, too. What if you get a bad grade? Don't give up. You can cry. But don't give up. That grade is not who you are. You know that God has a plan for your life, and he's going to do something amazing. But don't forget him. Don't think, especially you high schoolers, don't try to wild out now and think, okay, well, when I get 25, then I'm going to serve the Lord wholeheartedly. It says don't let the excitement of youth cause you to forget who you belong to. Because we have to give an account, all of us. Don't let the excitement of youth and your friends and their foolishness get you into a situation that's not going to honor your own life. Don't wait till you get old to serve the Lord. All right, what are some of the things you need to be committed to when you go back to school? I'm just, there are a million things, but I'm just going to run through a quick list. Number one, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That's out of Philippians 4.13. The next one, I'm so sorry I had to put this down, but I had to. I will not be afraid. Well, I give this to the parents, too. That comes from Joshua 1.9. God is with me, and he's on my side no matter what. 
You still have a few more hours. Some of you go to school tomorrow. You still got a few more hours to pray for God's favor with your teachers that he'll give you good friends. God is with you. And he is on your side. God has a special plan for my life. Out of Ephesians 2.10, you say that in the, uh, the confession. And Jeremiah 29.11 says, I know the thoughts I have of you, saith the Lord. My thoughts of you are good to do you good and not to do you harm, to give you a hope and a future. And then here's another one. Don't ever forget this. I will be respectful to my parents, teachers, and peers. Yes, you're greatness, but it's not because you're so great. It's because you're decided, I'm going to stay committed to who I am. I am a representation of God and goodness in the earth. And that does start at home. Here's a seed that I don't want you to ever, ever, ever earn. And that is the seed of conformity. And the older you get, the more of a struggle this can be. Do not earn this C. Do not earn the C of conformity. Now, conformity, it can go two ways. I do conform to the driving laws of the land because I don't like giving the city of McKinney my money. I do conform to the laws of God and honor my husband. There are certain things that you can conform to that is a good thing. But when we think about going back to school, there is a level of conformity that you can do that can really get you into some mayhem. Conformity means behavior in accordance with socially accepted conventions or standards. So the conformity I'm talking about, the conformity, the C that I do not want you to earn is trying to fit in. Following the crowd, running with the pack, and I'd never heard this, come from out of the dictionary, swimming with the stream. Now, fitting in, of course, you do want to have nice hair. You do want to have the nice shoes. You don't want to, you know, dress like one of the kids from Little House on the Prairie. You know, you do. There is a certain amount of being relevant, but not fitting in with the social and the the norms of thinking in our culture. The devaluing of human life, the devaluing of authority, We don't want you to conform. Romans 12 and 2 says this. I'm going to read it to you out of the NIV, and then we'll look at it through the New Living Translation. And the NIV, it says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And that's specifically for your life. So when kids are deciding in a classroom oh let's just give our teacher a hard time don't even listen to what they say all that kind of foolishness whatever goes on don't conform don't just go along it's so easy for us to not agree but still kind of go along just with the flow we had a situation you know there's about four little boys that play with Levi that come to the house well you know one of them I'm just partial to he's got red hair he's our next door neighbor and I just love him in a special way I don't know why maybe it's the red hair but one of the neighbors his name is Ryan one of the neighbors said to Levi oh isn't Ryan so weird and Levi didn't say anything but it bothered him so he came home and he told me he said so-and-so said this about Ryan and I was like you have to be a a friend to Ryan, the next time that comes up, say, no, he's not weird at all. 
Because it's going to come up because the, op the door is open. Put your hand down. It's not school. No, no, no. No. Mm-mm. Yes. So then another time. So another. No, baby. So at another point, the same boy said, oh, something else about Ryan. Isn't Ryan weird? I'm just going to use that one again. And Levi said, no, no, he's not. So when he came home and told me about it, I said, boom, what did he say after that? He said, he didn't say anything. And I said, you have to be a good neighbor. You don't have to choose sides. But I wouldn't want somebody to say that about you. You all play together. I would want you to stand up. If for, I would want Ryan to stand up for you so you be a good friend. Don't conform. Even though Ray, Levi wasn't talking about Ryan, he's still in that moment kind of conformed. He just kind of went along with the flow. And situations can, can catch you off guard. There are times when you have a situation and you really honest and truly don't know how to respond. And you'll just be like, well, I'm out of it. That's okay, too. But my granddad used to say, when a person know better, they do better. So as you grow and you learn, then do better. Don't conform to foolishness, mayhem. Girls, don't be given to gossip. I wish I could just say girls because, guys, they gossip differently. They just gossip while they're playing basketball or whatever, but they still gossip a little bit. They still talk about it. At least that's what I see on the movies. So you don't. <laughs> so decide, I'm going to be a leader. I am a leader. Be a leader. Deuteronomy 28, 13 says this. If you listen to these commands of the Lord your God that I'm giving you today, and if you carefully obey them, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail, and you will always be on top and never at the bottom. You must not turn away from any of the commands I'm giving you today or follow after other gods and worship them. And I put that in there because the older you get, the more opportunities you will have for people to say that Jesus is not Lord. That he was just a good guy. He was a prophet. Or you don't even need to follow organized religion. You don't follow an organized religion. You cultivate a relationship with a living God. So when people bring that to you, you may not know how to respond. That might be one of those things like, you know what? I'm still going to church with my mom and them right now because I live in their house. You may not know, but God gives you a promise that if you do the things of God, he will make you the head only. What is that saying that they say it's blank at the top? What do they say? Lonely at the top. So if the promise of God is that he'll make you above only and not beneath, then in some circumstances you can expect to be the only one that's leading for good. The only one making the right choice. The only one being left out. I, you, man, now I'm talking about it. I used to cry a lot when I was a teenager. <laughs> one of the other things I used to cry about is not being invited to parties. And I would think, oh, Daniel Williams, he played football. He ended up going to play for the Denver Broncos. And he had a big going away party. And I cried because nobody even invited me to the party. And we used to all hang out together. And at my 30th class reunion, guess what I found out? They didn't invite me to the party because they're like, oh, you know, Wendy, she go to church. She ain't going to be down here smoking weed and drinking beer. You know, Wendy, she not into all that kind of stuff. So as a teenager, what I felt as rejection was actually a gift from them. 
took me 30 years to find out. But then they'd be all nice because, you know, I'm married to the pastor, so they still do have some respect, and they're like, wow, your husband, he's cool. But at, in school, I felt like the lowest person, the most lonely. I had acne that just would not stop, coupled with some $19 frame glasses that were blue and white swirl. And my mama wouldn't let me get a perm, so I had that press-and-go hair, so it was long. But then if you just sweat only just a little bit, it'll look like this. This is not cute in 11th grade. It's cute now. It's a trend. But in 1985, it was not the trend. And so being a leader, saying no to a lot of stuff, not joining in with a lot of things, left me very, very lonely. And it wasn't easy. And I wasn't always remembering the scripture, but what I did know is I ain't got to live in Ypsilanti, Michigan for the rest of my life. I'm going to get out of here and make some of my life, and I'm going to show them. I was saying that at the time because what God has graced me to do, I'm not bragging about it because it's only by his grace. I'm not that good. But when you feel so lonely, you feel so rejected, so isolated, that's just temporary. God could be very well protecting you to get you to the spot where he wants you to be. What would I have done if I had been invited to Daniel Williams' going away party? I don't know if I would have conformed. I don't even know if I could say, oh, I wouldn't have done that. I don't know. I wasn't in the situation. But what I do know is I didn't get invited. I cried about it. But then God's grace has been so sufficient that 30 years later I found out it wasn't even about me. And now I have the wisdom to know that that was God's hand of protection on me. When I went to college, I figured, okay, I'm not in Ypsilanti, Michigan anymore. Acid wash jeans were out. It was 1988. Do you know the kind of jeans you just got to hold your breath and lay down and zip up? Yeah, I had that one with the matching acid wash jacket that had the zipper on it that you could see all six ribs on one side. I mean, you know that tight. I'm at Alabama State, and then I wish Cedric was here because he, the club was called Top Flight. So I put on my acid wash. I was about your size, Nia, believe it or not. Your mama used to have it going on. Little fluffy. So I go to the top flight. I can't hardly walk. It was up the hill on high. It's on the corner high in Jackson Street. And I go to the club. And, I, you know, I can't really move, so I'm just dancing. And, I mean, and guys are hollering at the freshman girls, and everybody's talking to everybody, and nobody even talked to me. That one toothless wonder... With the chiffon leopard shirt with the 1963 collar, and it didn't even have buttons on it. It was snaps. You know the one tooth that's too big to even be in the mouth, but it don't even have a partner? And the polyester pants where the belt is just, just ring, I mean, just wrong, 90 miles to nowhere. That's the only dude that talked to me at the top flight. And this is not even for comic relief. I mean, he didn't even have hair back to here. And this hair right here, it was a jerry curl. <laughs> that was really Romy Rome. So I'm at top flight with all this acid wash tight on, thinking, I mean, I had long hair and I was skinny. I'm thinking all this should be working together. And the toothless wonder come. 
Needless to say, I never spent my $8 back at the top flight again. I just ended up joining like the little Bible study group. And so we used to just pray for the people that went to, I mean, like for real, there's this one girl from New York named Makita. And I mean, Makita and I, we would just pray in our room. That's where I belonged. So where I felt again, rejected going to the top flight club with everything going on, it was God's hand of protection on me. Because I don't even know, had one of them football players hodled at your girl? You know, I might have been thinking, hey, I've got it going on. And no, I don't know where my life would be. Would I have honored God with a situation that I had never been faced with before? See, I hadn't had any practice of being able to handle situations because they wouldn't invite me to the parties. So now I'm halfway grown So some things that look real crazy and rejection and feeling left out, some of it is God's preservation. And even if it is rejection, you just take it as God's preservation. God, you've got more for me. All righty, be a leader. When we choose the commitment of knowing who we are, having healthy self-esteem, and we choose not to conform, there is one seed that every one of us will earn in life, even if we have all A's. Good and bad, you will deal with this. The C of conflict. Now, this conflict sometimes, most times, doesn't even come from the outside world. This conflict can come from within. The conflict of, do I really fit in? Am I really going to get into the school I want to? The conflict of, can I really make the grade? Can I really play pro ball? Can I make the team? Will they laugh at me? Will my teacher let them know the grade I made? Will they know stuff is going on at home? So we will all face conflict. Some conflict can be bad, depending on how we handle it. Some of it can be good. Conflict means a serious disagreement or argument or clash. Synonyms are a dispute, a quarrel, squabble, disagreement, difference of opinion, contradiction, inconsistent, irreconcilable. Repeat after me. All conflict is not bad. Max Lucado wrote, conflict is inevitable. That means that conflict is going to happen, whether it's with yourself or somebody else. There is no escaping conflict. It is inevitable, he said, but combat is optional. So let's do a little scenario. You want to go to some party, and your mom and dad say no, and they don't even give you a reason. They're just like, no, because you can't go. And you're mad about it. That is conflict. Now, where the combat part comes in is when you go to your room and slam the door. In my generation, you slam a door, you, it just comes off the hinges. You just don't get the door for like 45 days. Yes, and that was if, you, if your mom was too tired to just slap you. Yeah, and, you know, my mama, she loved Jesus, but her mouth wasn't saved, so you might 
get cussed out in my house, but she'd been redeemed by the blood of the lamb. But okay, conflict is inevitable, but combat is optional. The Bible says a soft answer turns away wrath. So if you're with your parents or even with the teacher, you don't have to stand flat foot and disrespect and be like, why? That don't even make sense. You're being combative. And they will match that energy. And they have the power to lord over you. So it's a losing battle. But here's a little key. If you get in a conflict situation, then you can just say gently, can you help me understand? It's different than, why? That's so stupid. It don't make sense. I'm just not even that kind of mama. I'm not going to have it. Y'all will see me on the 5 o'clock news because we don't even get like that in the Harmon household. I'm just like, we can all respect each other, but Pastor Ray and I have respect for one another, so I can put that expectation when they have conflict. Conflict is inevitable. It will happen, but how we handle it will make the difference. You can actually get what you want if you don't have too much pride to humble yourself. Saying, that's stupid, that don't even make any kind of sense, and walking away and slamming the door you ain't even paid for, that's really not going to get you what you want. But if you just stand back a little bit, just pivot right on the, on the right foot and say, well, can you help me understand? Don't be too prideful to ask for clarity if clarity is what you're seeking. If you just want to fight, then just be up for the challenge. The Bible says before a man goes to war, let him count the cost. In my hood, we used to say, baddest man hit my hand. If you're bad, then come on. we can. <laughs> you know, people arguing, they're arguing. The onlookers would sometimes get tired of the argument. So then when one of us would be, not me, maybe one or two times, would say, baddest man hit my hand. And so whoever hits, and that means they were the baddest man. And then it could be a brawl. It could be combat. So even if you're small, if you're in first, second, third, fourth grade, you can just say, can you help me understand? You're, you are going to have disagreements. Look what I found. Thank God for Google. It says conflict can be a positive side, one that builds relationships, creates coalitions, fosters communication, strengthens institutions, and creates new ideas, rules, and laws. And this came out of the United Nations Training Manual. And they call the, the training, the, the, the outside of the, the pamphlet that they had given out was called Conflict Transitions. So all conflict is not bad. If somebody has a disagreement with you, that doesn't mean that they don't like you or they don't love you or they just don't want you to have fun. It means that they have a difference of opinion. But you bring something to the table. They bring something to the table. Maybe if we don't get combative with one another, we can talk it through to an understanding. As long as we don't want to fight. And fighting can be healthy. It can be calm, but not yelling and fussing and not getting your way and throwing up your hands. That is such a sign of immaturity. Oh, forget it. And walking away. That is called a tantrum. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, I think it's 11, Paul wrote, when I was a child, I thought as a child, I spoke as a child. But when I became a man, I put away all childish things. We do have some children in here, but you all are no longer considered children. You are transitioning to adulthood. So the same things you could get away with 
in fourth and fifth grade, it's time, mm -mm, not anymore. Because you will have conflict. That guy you think is so cute, even if you all get to be friends only, and he comes to city church and we check him out, you can have some conflict. That girl that you think, oh, yeah, this is my year. I'm going to ask her out. She's not going to do everything. She may not even be ready on time when you ask her to the prom, and then you'll be mad. There's always going to be conflict, but how we handle it. So as you prepare for school, I want you to just stay committed to who you are in Christ. Out of that single thing will flow everything else. Don't worry about the grades. Just remain committed to your character that I am fleshed out an example of God's good, of God and goodness in the earth. Do not conform to the ways of this world. Be a leader. Choose to just go against the grain. Not to be just combative and just do something, but just say, no, that's not how we should do it. Be a leader. You wouldn't believe how many people are looking for leadership and looking to side with the side of right. And do right if you have to do it all by yourself. Loneliness for a season can really be a cocoon of preservation. But as you continue to come to youth and you'll have other people, you can talk these types of things out. You can have a community. Everything is just not wrapped up in to your school or at home. Create community as you come to church. And then you can throw out scenarios like, man, this happened at school. How do I handle that? Your leaders will be there to listen to you, to help guide you through. And then don't be afraid of conflict. We have to grow in how to do conflict the right way. But remember that all conflict is not bad. Just don't be combative. Amen? All righty. Well, I want you to say, repeat after me. Say, Lord, I thank you that I am protected. We hope you enjoyed today's message. For more details about City Church and for other resources, visit us online at www.citychurchtv.com or contact us via email at info at citychurchtv.com. If you are encouraged or inspired by today's message, we ask that you prayerfully consider partnering with us financially, either in a one-time gift or as a monthly partner. No gift is too small. We have three convenient ways for you to give. Via our website at citychurchtv.com backslash give. Via text, text citychurchtv and the amount that you would like to give to 77977. By mail, mail your check or money order to City Church Global Ministries, 8105 Razor Boulevard, Box 90, Plano, Texas, 75024. Once again, thank you for downloading today's message. We look forward to connecting with you soon.